guys to episode five of the Odd Ones podcast. I am Reese, and I'm with Fraser, <laughs> and we are with a very special guest. <laughs> Emphasis on special. My girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro! Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have to say that name again. I don't think they quite heard that. I think it's about on the mic. Um, Lauren. It's my name. <laughs> yeah, for uh, this episode, because we've had several people say that we swear a lot, I downloaded a swear jar app. So every time we swear, we'll add to it and see see uh, what so we get. Much. Yeah, pretty much. How we'll much dollar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be some sort of like we donate you to charity or something. Well, now you said it, I would feel bad if it goes. So I guess we have to. What do you mean we have to? It's not real money, though. <laughs> right, anyway. Just getting like... What's that? Right, anyway. Right. So we're with our guest. First guest, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right, fine. <laughs> okay. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. Not nervous, no. Not really. Okay. So what are you saying? What are you doing? What do you do? What? What? As yeah, a job? Like, as a career? Yeah. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, tell the people about yourself. The I people. Know. Um, I'm 21 in June. Nice. Um, I work as a student veterinary nurse, so you know, fancy, fancy, and yeah, I'm Bruce's girlfriend. That is my many <laughs> talents. So what what got you into what 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 made you want to be a veterinary nurse? What made me want to be a veterinary nurse? Yeah. Um well when I was little I wanted to be a sweet shop owner, but that was just because sweets and I'm still that way now. And then I wanted to be a doctor, mostly because I watched Holby City. If anyone's watched Holby City, yeah, oh crazy that me. <laughs> um yeah, I watched Holby City, so I wanted to be a doctor for quite a while and then I I don't know why. I just wanted to be a vet, like an actual vet, not a vet nurse. Didn't you want to be like an animal lawyer or something before? Oh, that's like a very like digressive story. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to school and I was like, yeah, I want to be a vet nurse, a vet, whatever. And I had a meeting with the career supervisor and they're like, yeah, you're not smart enough to do veterinary. So I was like, oh no, um, okay carried on at school and then I got to A level and I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do um so I was going to go for history art and English literature and I got the grades for history and I got the grade well no I didn't get the grades for art what was it all about <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got the grades for history and they went yeah no you're not doing history so they put me in law I mean law if they're not put me in history why they put me in law yeah and they put me in philosophy and ethics hated that thomas aquinas shout out so moved to psychology and and basically flunked my levels um but when i was doing them and i was doing law i thought do animal law combine the love of animals with legislation wait what is animal law like what what i really didn't look into it that much but i assumed it would be like (laughs) about their welfare and things so like you know, with owners when they go to court, like RSPCA cases and things like that, I think that would be more animal legislation. Right. And like, um, the Animal Welfare Act and testing on animals and things. 
I did like criminology too. That was that's quite interesting. So you could be like a defense lawyer for a dog that may or may not have killed someone. Yeah. Well, no, that dog would probably have to be put to sleep. And then, so I basically flunked my first year of A levels. Got kicked out. I didn't get kicked out, but it was. They advised you It was, you it to was a mutual agreement. Okay, <laughs> mutual agreement. So I was like, oh no, what am I going to do with my life? And I got a job at Morrison's. I put in twenty application forms in a week. So I was like, mm-hmm. Persistence. Persistence is key. And I uh, got a job there and I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to become a manager at Morrison's. Nothing wrong with manager at Morrison's. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but I thought that's all I've got in life. And I I was, I was, tried to show an interest in the managerial role and nobody seemed to take it seriously. No offence, Morrison's, but the one that Reese and I worked at, they, they weren't great with their staff. I don't think so. But I was Won't there for two years. On that. No, no, that's a long time. Shout out, Morrison's. Fuck you. <laughs> swear jar, Put swear jar. Ding, ding, that ding, was ding. worth it. Ding. Right. Um, but yeah, so I got a job at Morrison's. They didn't really approach me in the managerial role or anything. So I went around my friend's Megan and she was like, oh, why don't you try and go to Rittle, which is a animal-ish agricultural college, which I could never go to before because I couldn't afford transport. And I thought, sick you know i'll give it a go i filled in all the forms and i was like this is it i've got to get my driving license got to go to rittle and um, so banged out got my driving license pucker driver and uh wait can we just uh, note how many times it took you to get your driving license right same as reese all right <laughs> which is <laughs> seven, um... seven times wait it took you seven times yeah it did i haven't lived this down took... You what? I haven't lived this down because... Yeah, I thought it was six. He thought it was six. He was like, hey, seven. you know, I was six or seven. Seven. I just don't do well with tests. That's yeah, what it is. I. Clearly not. <laughs> Me too, boo. But yeah, so I got accepted to Rittle. I had my own car, got there, um, did my first year. Uh, really, really great. Made some great friends and you had to get a work placement and I was lucky enough to get one out of vet practice. Um, normally you get them at kennels or catteries and things like that, but I got one out of vet practice and I was sort of like a VCA, which is a vet care assistant, and you clean and you help restrain animals and things. And I really loved it. And I thought, do you know what? This is what I want to do. But I want to do nursing. And if I stayed and completed my course at Rittle, potentially could go on to nursing if I found a placement. And when my uh, work experience was up, my my now boss was like, we'll make a job for you. Do, do you want a job here? You'd have because to work. You asked. You were meant. You were going to get a job in Pets to Pets. No, that was an option. That was an, an yeah, yeah, no fair play. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> there was a, I'd mentioned it, mentioned it to my boss, but there was also a similar role at Colchester Vets of Pets, and. But my, you were so good. That my they boss was basically like, "Look, made we can't a job for put you. you in for your nursing this year. You'd have to do a year as a VCA vet care, care assistant, and um, but then we'll put you in." And I was like, "Oh my god." And I got a job there and and it was amazing. And then they did put me in for my vet nursing and now now life's very, very stressful. So I bet it is. Yeah. So how long have you been doing it? God. Well the whole like the nursing or like the whole thing. Yeah, just whole thing in general. God. I think I I was officially employed. July 2019, 1st of July 2019 was when I started, um, but I did the work experience, which was originally one day a week, but I used to pop in on weekends and like the odd day if they needed help with reception and things um, from 
the year before. So since 2018, really, I've dabbled in the veterinary industry. Yeah, it was a good choice. And it's kind of like a big middle finger up to the person that said I wasn't smart enough to do it. So what's like a day to day? What do you do as a vet nurse like, when as you go a vet in? Nurse. Um, so you have three main roles depending on what shift you're on. So you have like a morning shift, which is sort of eight thirty, nine o'clock start till five o'clock and that's an ops shift and your role is to set up for all the ops of the day you admit them so you go through the consent form with the owners um, and you check that the patient's all okay to proceed with surgery you go through costs and estimates not always a fun conversation and then you work out their pre-meds and you pre-med them and then you knock them down for surgery and you monitor their anaesthetics but currently with COVID, because we have quite a, a small theatre space, I monitor uh, anaesthetics when they're non-sterile procedures. So like dentals, which are done in our prep area rather than in theatre, because too many people... So what's the difference place. between prep and theatre? So it's basically like in the name, prep is where you prep the animal to go. go. So that's where you put your catheters in. It, it, our work's quite small. So it's like got all your cupboards, it's got your lab machines, it's got your sinks to wash like um, your kits and things. It's the area that you clip and clean the animal and theatre is the sterile area. So that's where you you do do the the incision and you do the operation. However, there are some procedures that aren't sterile. So like dentals, mouths are full of bacteria and diseases. Not diseases, that was like... (laughs) (laughs) They're full of bacteria. Um, So they're done. Out. So. Out. And then you have sort of like a mid-shift, which is a ward shift. So your job is to take over the recovery of that animal. Um, you also knock out patients as well. and, and Pati- Oh, like the patients are the Patients are animal. the animals, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got always uh, like, what? Humans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Like as in the animal. Um, so you knock them out and, and prepare them. So you kind of do a switch. So if you have something in theatre and you've got something that needs to go into theatre, it's like, okay, we'll knock out this animal. We'll do a switch and then I'll take this animal into recovery recover it make sure it wakes up all okay and its vitals are fine then you sort of see it through its recovery so you can have multiple patients but it's like feeding taking out on walks monitoring all their vital you signs. take animals out for walks yeah do you actually like go about we don't go about like about about so behind where we work it kind of looks like a prison actually but i always think it'd be really <laughs> cool for a zombie apocalypse because it's got like high bars but it's just like a little back bit to a shop because we're situated in a pets at home and you just walk them up and down like the fresh air is normally quite good right we did have um because we help with rescue greyhounds and races we did have this one that stayed in and she uh we would walk around the block but yeah so the ward shift's just that and that's where you call the owners and then you see them through discharge so you discuss um their recovery and things that you need to do and to ensure that the recovery happens as smoothly as possible um and like with medications and things to go home with and then you have your late shift which essentially is your prescriptions so you you interpret prescriptions and you put them up and things like that your appointments so if you have any appointments so for like second vaccinations microchips and uh, nail clipping anything like that they do that um cleaning general cleaning general assisting other people 
and then everybody helps a vet because we're not allowed people in the waiting rooms when you've got an animal it's not easy to do stuff to an animal without a holder so there's a lot of restraint involved and then obviously you answer the phone you cover reception you do the whole shebang really yeah, you got, you're all sorts of women of many talents mate. Uh, what one do you prefer doing most um i like ops because i like stabbing things <laughs> it's true it's true if anyone tells you they don't like stabbing something i it's a lie well it's might probably not a lie but I like stabbing something. No, some people don't like blood why do you work in a vet yeah why would well, you i'm not work? saying like a vet but you said like whoever said in general people that don't like the stabbing. first bitch bay i watched i almost passed out it wasn't because of blood what a video or you... no no i was in there I, oh, you, I was first in there. thing you actually watched wait why did you almost pass out um how early on was this, though? This was as, as a um, work experience person. And I was allowed to watch ops. And in theatre, it's a small room. It's about the size of this room. Maybe a tad bigger, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's really warm because, obviously, when you're cutting open the abdomen, that's going to take away a lot of body temperature anyway. So you don't want it to be any colder than it is. Um, and it's quite stuffy. And, like, I don't know how to explain it, but insides has a smell. And I'm not talking like yeah. when you watch zombie films and you're like, ooh, it's all rotted on the inside. That, that's completely different. But yeah, yeah. But like, f- no, I... not flesh, but yeah, like all the bits and bobs. It has like a scent. And yeah, I was I bet like, it has. Is so it like it raw? Smelly and hot. So is basically. it like raw meat? No, it's not. It's not a horrible smell. It's like a unique smell. Yes, yeah, so you couldn't really describe like, it. Like I could tell you what placenta smells like. like I couldn't tell you, but like if I could smell placenta, <laughs> I could tell you what it smells like. <laughs> that's that's, that's what I've learned in yeah, my job. So this is where placenta. This is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's really great. And I think I hadn't eaten breakfast that day, so I put it down to that because I'm not that wheezy now. And well, I, I mean, yeah. you see eyeballs be removed. Because I bet. Uh, I get your first time. You have you. I guess you can't put animals down. That's not your job, is it? No. So I'm a, I'm a nurse. But you're... Well, I'm not a nurse yet, but I'm a nurse. It's about the first time that you were in the room when a doll was put down. Mm-hmm. It might, you probably cried, but then I'm guessing now you're probably used to it. Yeah, it's, it, it's weird because I think it's a common thing that people say to you when you say you work in the industry and they go, oh my God, like how awful you're in, like you're having to put something to sleep. But sometimes it really is the kindest thing. Um, so the first dog that I put to sleep, she was a Staffy, and she looked like my dog as well. <laughs> She's not with us, R.I.P. Roxy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> looked like my dog. So you sit there and you you form that attachment anyway. And yeah. it's so it's such an odd thing watching life leave something, like whether it be a person or an animal. Watching the light go out, it's like a little sunset. It just slowly goes down. Yeah. And it's not horrible. Like, this is what I'd say to anybody. Like, we had to put my dog down in the pandemic. And my mum was like, I can't be there. I can't be there. I was like, look, it, it's the kindest thing you can do for her. You know, she's going to be stressed as it is. And my, I said, look, it's just like going to sleep. It's like one of the nicest things I think I've ever seen. If I could be put to sleep if I was ill and, and there was no sort of... Yeah. I would... It's, it's really lovely but you do get cases where you put down dogs like you know we've put down young like a six month old dog because it's got problems that just you know aren't going to be okay you put down dogs that people have said are aggressive and you you can't challenge that no. or it we... must be hard that you can't say oh if there's like you can not save it but the owner's saying oh yeah i want to put it down it's very very difficult it's like a moral compass thing 
Um, but you've obviously got to put your, your job in the way as well. And you've got to be quite ethical about it because you could sit there and go, no, this is a healthy dog. We're not going to put you down. Obviously, you don't put down healthy, healthy dogs. You, you, you obviously challenge that point. But you sit there and think, if I don't put this dog down, what is the owner going to do to it at home? Is it going to tie it up and it's going to starve? Are they going to hit it with a plank of wood? Like we've had people come in and go, well, I'm going to take it to a bottom of a field and shoot it. Really? Or I'm going to smack it over with a plank of wood. It's, it's, it's such you can't a fine call the police line. Or anything. It's such a fine line what you can do. And, and Can't you just like keep them and give the animal to uh, some kind of rescue it's, instead of putting it down? Just like, oh, you're not going to get it back. You have to get consent from the owner because, that, again, that's another thing because animals are classed as property. So right. they're not classed as their own individual thing in a sense yeah. of like. But we've we've done it before. Like there was a cat and you have to buy it. Yeah, didn't you buy it for a fiver? No, for a pound. I oh, for a, cat a pound. For a pound. Um, you what? What um, happened there? What's the story of buying a cat for a pound? Um, this lady had a cat, and I think she was recently separated, so she, she was struggling with the cat anyway, financially, and it had been hit by a car. Or it's Some of its leg or pelvis had been fractured, and it needed surgery, and that can cost sort of five to seven grand. A lot of money if you don't have insurance and things, and she couldn't afford it. And, you know, it's like, do we put it to sleep? You know, what's the itch? And the vet had all those conversations. And one of it was, you know, would you be happy to hand, I think the cat was called Boo, Boo over to us, and then we can get her sorted and get her rehomed. And that's what we did. We we bought Boo. I bought her for a pound. And she went up to Grey's and had a procedure on her leg. And then I think she went to Cats Protection. And I think she's got a new home. Wow, so you saved a cat. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, you do you do what you can. You do what yeah. you can. Um, so if I said, Oh, you know, if there's a cat coming, can you get me one and I'll give you a pound? No, it's not as easy as that. Like, um cats and dogs are different anyway. Um, but like you get more cats come in because a lot of people it's not a law to microchip a cat. So finding an owner for a cat is very difficult. And you, you obviously have to go down the routes of trying to make people aware that there's a cat missing and you've got this cat in your possession. And then it comes to a point and and then, yeah, you, you rehome it. That's why you find in the veterinary industry, a lot of people have animals that have come in and vets and vets nurses always have like weirdo animals because they tend to have like the ones that need something and then somebody in the practice like oh a cat comes in oh so and so needs a cat and then you shove the cat on so and so and they get a cat (laughs) and it's a weird cat with no tail or not like a man's cat because they have no tail but do you know what i mean it's It's a weird animal with something wrong with it cat with one leg yeah yeah you always get like (laughs) yeah there's always the way like uh, the vet that we have with us we had a puppy came in and and he bless him zoe dinky and i think he had giardia which is a parasite and the owner couldn't cope with it, and we bought the puppy, and she had the dog. Hey. So really lovely. Uh, so do you get people that find a cat and then go, oh, can I have it? Y- yeah, that's... um, you've. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. We, we have that, yeah. People, like, cats... Cats are notorious for, like... If you're going to feed them, they're going to come to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we've had people that have taken cats from like up north, had it for months in their possession, take it to the vets, have a first health check with us, and you scan it and you go, that ain't your details on the microchip. Oh, fucking hell. What do you do then? Do you have to like take it off them? Yeah. 
Do you have to return it, you, it? You have to communicate with them. You can't just be like, I seize your cat. But you have to go, look, the details on the microchip aren't yours. What's this itch? And they can they can either go, oh, no, I rehomed the cat. And this person said it's okay. And I bet you, you've heard it all, haven't you? You have to contact the people on the microchip. And, um, and then if, if they did... You know, people can be totally honest. They may have rehomed it, and a lot of people don't change the microchip. You ring that person, they go, "Yeah, no, I did re rehome my cat to so and so," and then you go, "Okay, that's fine. Get your microchip changed, sort of thing." And they on their din dally wet. Have you ever called the person on the microchip and they said, "Oh yeah, that's... my cat went missing like a month ago." Mm-hmm. How many really? times? <laughs> like, is that happen more often than not? I've seen it a few times, shall I say? And how but... you were working there? How long? couple of years but i don't think it's a malicious thing with people i don't think they're like oh i'm gonna nick a cat yeah they probably don't because then they wouldn't be stupid enough to come to a vet yeah do you know what i mean and and a lot of them is it just cats no um, more often than cats it's easier to nick a cat from someone dog dog. yeah yeah but you know so it's never happened with a dog it's not never i I'm trying to think in my career if it hasn't. We've had like a dog be brought to us and it was this dog and we were like, thank you for bringing it in. They were like, oh, can, can we keep it? Can we keep this dog? Can, come on, I, I want this dog. And we were like, no, we have to track down the owners. And we looked at the microchip and we had the microchip details and everything. And we tried contacting them and ringing them couldn't get through and then somebody these the people that found the dog came back and go oh we found the owners now we found the owners now they're on the phone so i'm speaking to this lady and i'm like oh we found your dog thinking she'd be like oh my god thank you so much and she was like yeah so i said you know we have a dog here if you have any paperwork to prove that it's your dog oh i don't have the paperwork well you need something to prove that it's your dog and so i think her partner was sent down and we were like so what are the details on the microchip and who got those wrong and yeah the dog went to the dog warden and if they could prove it was their dog which it might might well be they again it might be a microchip so what happens situation. if they can't the dog get rehomed oh, okay because when you said the yeah. warden i thought you were like you thinking like in america where they have like the pounds and then they get put down yeah i don't <laughs> i'm pretty sure they don't do that i'd like to think they don't i'm sure they it goes into a rescue and gets rehomed um, but more often than not, I guess they find the owners. But yeah, no, you know, the dog gets taken, you go, look, unfortunately, the information you've provided isn't suffice. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if it is your dog, provide it to the dog warden and it's in their hands. So you don't just deal with dogs and cats. What's like the weirdest animal that you've had to deal with? What, like work-wise? Yeah. We, well, because we're a small mammal practice, it is mainly dogs, cats, uh, rabbits... Ferrets, ferrets like to be swung about. It's it's crazy. Literally, what from their tail? No, no, no. I think it's all <laughs> it's like, like a helicopter. You get you get a Just ferret taking off and you it. hold it under its arm. Don't do this at home. But you hold it under its arm and you swing it like gently from or side anywhere. side, like like oh, a clock right. pendulum. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They apparently they enjoy that. Um. We've had a few come in. We had Wait, one. from their tail. No, no, you dickhead. Under their under arms. Under their arms, So right. imagine picking up a human and just like... Right. No, a little swing, swing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had one come in not that long ago. My boss was like, oh, yeah, Lauren, do, do you want to hold him? And I was, you know, having a little swing. And then he just started weeing. <laughs> what, a ferret? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever touched a ferret. Ah, nah. ferrets are nice. Our next door neighbour had a ferret. Well, a couple of ferrets. I like a ferret. 
Ferrets are nice. Wait. A bit smelly. So, what is the weirdest animal then? Didn't you say you, like, had to look after a pig once? I haven't, personally. Because ours is a small mammal practice, ideally it is going to be your dog, cat, your rabbit, your guinea pigs, your rats, your hamsters. We don't do exotics. However, we do have a nurse that has an exotic certificate, so she has, like, trimmed tortoises' beaks and things like that. We don't really deal with birds. I mean, we've had the odd chicken come in and they've been a resident. Um, when I wasn't working there, I know that they've microchipped a pig and I know that they've had a monkey that they were doing x-rays on and the monkey <laughs> was running riot, apparently. And um, a monkey and how cool. Fraser's face lit up when yeah. you said monkey. I think it was like a marmoset type or something yeah. little. Um, but yeah, I've had... He... Well, this... this animal wasn't in to see the vets or anything but I was working on a Saturday and I used to work on reception on a Saturday and you could hear down the bottom of the store like a meh <laughs> like travelling down the store and I was like oh my god it's a goat <laughs> and so they brought this goat and I got to cuddle a goat it was lovely it was like imagine they're saying what do you do to work today oh yeah just cuddled a goat yeah just cuddled yeah, a goat, got a all day. Of a goat it was lovely when he really really goat I bet you got like a phone full of pictures of people's animals um it's more of body parts i know it sounds really grotesque but if somebody got my phone i i think they'd be genuinely concerned because i've got dog testicles and i've got <laughs> x-rays i've got um bad teeth i've got dog yeah rays. just say oh yeah i work in a vets though and they'll be like it's not too but yeah no i have i have loads I work in vets i'm not a furry i promise <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, you, you take pictures to, like, show somebody else, like, oh, this is this, and you, you show them, and then... And also, for my... I have an e-portfolio I have to complete to be a nurse. Yeah. Um, And you have to submit evidence, so it'll be, like, x-rays and things, as long as the animal's not identifiable, which, hopefully, by the penis, you won't be able to do that. But I don't know people's talents. <laughs> He's got a cock crane, you know, oh, that's my dog. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, it's full of lots of different bits and bobs, my phone. What's, like, the weirdest situation that someone's had their pet in? <laughs> like, some dog, like, got in some edibles or some I'm shit. Sh- I'm sure, again, it wasn't, I wasn't there. Oh, but I, I said the S word. I swear to you. doing pretty good so far, <laughs> right? You know? Raising that money, just starting and jeffing. Anyway, yes. Yeah, as a dog or any animal, like, eating I someone's... I wasn't here at this point, but again, this is another story that I've heard, so whether it's true or not, but a dog had eaten somebody's weed and they were, like, in the kennel um, and <laughs> you, you're you trying to go to the owner, you know, what's he and the owner's, like, nothing, and you're like... Oh, really? And do they, I like, look stone then well it's not good for the dog the dog's probably like you, I think you had to keep it under uh, anaesthetic the whole time for it to recover oh really well can it kill him I don't know I assume so but it's it's like with anything I think it, it's a lack of understanding people believe Google far too much I mean oh, we yeah. have we <laughs> poor dog this dog had sore testicles and this woman was putting tea tree oil on like, can you imagine putting tea tree oil on um, raw testicles? <laughs> tea tree You're oil. Have to explain tea it. tree oil was like it will sting, like it will burn. And this oh. dog had sore balls, so she was putting, so she on was it. putting some oil that's going to burn its bollocks, basically. Yeah, you have a lot of people like sprinkle turmeric, and turmeric's toxic. Yeah. Sprinkle this, sprinkle that. Oh, put a bit of vinegar down the ears, like this. This spaniel smelled like a chip shop. Uh. <laughs> um. So that was fun, not good for the dog. 
we have this person that they thought their dog was possessed with their dead dog. But that <laughs> no. wasn't with us. So that when was I with told their you, bit. what is the weirdest story? You didn't come up with, oh yeah, one owner thought their dog was possessed by their other dead dog. <laughs> That's just straight to mind. Yeah, I want to hear this. That it wasn't with us. It, so they'd moved no. vets. So it was on their clinical notes and their oh, clinical history. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, you could, you just get a lot of people that are a little bit silly and like, oh, no, you, you can't help my dog. I need to align its chakras and it'll be healed. Uh. And we're like, your dog's <laughs> hips dislocated or something. Yeah, let me just yeah. like do a retrol, just like the sun's coming on the east. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of whack people like that and a lot of people read stuff on the internet and you know that I think they'll go, you know, my dog wasn't very well. It, it, so I gave it an ibuprofen. And you're like, that's toxic. Bring your dog down now. <laughs> like cats, cats, like we, we, we can have paracetamol. Dogs can have paracetamol. Don't give your dog paracetamol, everyone. Always ask a vet. Um, but like cats, cats will die if you give them paracetamol. Really? If they eat the pollen off of lilies, they'll die. It's, it's toxic. You need, you need yeah. to be really like, mm, mm, mm. And like around Christmas and around um, Easter, God, it's like chocolate tos- toxicity is terrible. Oh, yeah, um, I bet. I had a woman ring me up around Christmas and she was like, she had this uh, small dog, like 10 kilos, less probably, uh, probably less. And she went, oh, yeah, you know, my dog's eating chocolate. I was like, okay, bring it down. We normally make them sick uh, to try and get it out because it can cause um, sort of like organ failure. And um, she's like, yeah, but just ate a little bit. I was like, you know, how much chocolate did it eat? And she was like, oh, it was a, a whole, including the wrapping, a whole um, chocolate what is it orange, orange chocolate orange geez. but it was the extra large one and she's oh. Like, oh yeah but does it really need to come down and i was like i can only advise you but yeah it needs to come so down so what what is at in chocolate that oh, is allergic to dogs theobromine theobrome it's a theo something so, so what does it do to dogs it, it 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 affects their like um i think liver don't quote me on that you know it's it it's a Thursday evening, guys. Nessa's there inside. But, you know, there's... Somehow. Yeah, it affects... Yeah. So I always wonder, like, what... So cats can eat chocolate. So dogs are the only animal that can't eat chocolate. Well, I don't know. I don't know what hippo can eat. I don't know what Larry down the zoo can have. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, that's in have... your practice that come in your practice. No, it's, it's a difficult one, like, with chocolate, because a lot... Bad to admit, but my other dogs were brought up on chocolate bonbon biscuits. <laughs> but that was their go-to treat and they were all right maybe it's just like pure chocolate like Cadbury's well, it, or whatever it's, it's um pure chocolate it's like depending on the person but you, know what, but you know what I mean like yeah, the, actual yeah, chocolate yeah, bars no, rather absolutely than the different types of chocolate but it also is the individual as well it's like some people are more intolerant to certain things yeah. so you know it's like better safe than sorry sort of sitch right but yeah, you have to make animals sit quite a lot. Like we had a, uh, was it a Great Dane puppy? And it had eaten gardening gloves and it <sighs> was raw fed. And so we made it sick. And this tray was full of two large gardening gloves. Like I think it was a tongue, a heart, some other like full chicken bits and like two cocktail sausages and a pepperoni stick. <laughs> and you sit there and you, you just got to hold them. And like we had a collie. When you're sitting there with an animal retching, it's not the best thing in the world. Oh, I bet. You Does it make there. you feel sick? Are you nah, used to it? You just I think the to sound it. of it is well grim. Yeah, they're probably I bet the like, smell yeah. is even worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes, well, hopefully, Sorry, when you're doing listeners. it, they've ingested what they've ingested, like 
sooner rather than later. So I had coronation chicken, so that just smelled like coronation chicken, which is a lot better than poo and diarrhea because that is horrendous. Oh, uh, it just is there certain dogs that smell like their feces smell worse, or is it just in general? No, I think it's just in general, and um, there's certain like methadone tends to make dogs poo. Yeah. How do you make a dog throw up? Do you like shove it's your hand down his mouth? It's oh, an injection. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Emmy Dog. Emmy yeah. Dog. Yeah, and then you once they're like, you know, you've done their bit, like not wretched anymore, throwing up what you want them to throw up, let them chill for a bit, and then you give them a anti sickness, which stops them being sick. So- or sometimes you don't. And for the people that don't know, what's the difference between yeah. vet and a vet nurse? So a vet can prescribe and diagnose most things um a nurse can prescribe if they have an sqp qualification which is like completely different switch um <laughs> but a vet can diagnose so like if i'm working in my job in my job for example and a dog comes in and it looks like it's got allergic skin disease something yeah. like that i can't go to the owner oh it's got allergic skin disease it's not my job i can't i can't diagnose right. the vet can so basically a vet can rely the one that diagnoses a problem and deals with the problem. Yeah, and just they... Just kind of there to help out. Help. You work under the direction of a vet. Yeah. So, although I, in so you're practice... you're a vet's bitch. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I don't think they could do it without us. Um, yeah, you, you put that in the jar. <laughs> um, yeah. I bet, since now that you've become a vet, you get a lot of friends and family go... Oh, Lord, there's something wrong with my dog. Can you, uh... Can you help me? What's you wrong with my dog? All their time. Send them pictures of their dog's And I'm like, Scoob, <laughs> I don't have a clue. Like, I don't know. Like, you can advise, but you can't. Yeah, but even, like, I'm not qualified. Like... You're not even... A... Gosh, you're not well, they're kind of, like, relying on you, right? More than they... Well, the expectations there as well. It's because you're free, that's yeah. why. Yeah, well, but the expectations <laughs> there as well, so... And you don't want to get it wrong, either. Well, yeah, and it's like they expect me to know this, and I'd, I'd much rather, like, I don't need that pressure. You go to the vets and let them tell you. Do you ever get people that Google it and then don't agree with you but prefer Google over you? Uh, yeah, again, that doesn't happen so much with, like, nurses. It's more of a discussion, I guess, that happens with a vet where they go, well, Google said this, and the vet's like, but I'm a vet. I've, I've gone to university for, what, six, seven years. Like, yeah. I know my shizzle. I thought shizzle, my nizzle. My shizzle, nizzle. You know, I know my stuff. Um, but like, 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 my nan's a good example because that's a good name drop that I can name <laughs> drop about name dropping. Um, my nan, oh, bless her. She, <laughs> she went on Facebook and she found this like raw supplement food right. for dogs on Facebook. And so she's sitting there around her house and she's Lauren, you know, I'm gonna feed my dogs raw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Bear in mind, these dogs aren't on raw. Like, I'm not against raw. I have nothing against raw, and I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about it, like raw meat. Right. Yeah. I don't know nothing about it. I just know that if you're gonna do raw, you need to do it properly. Right. There's nothing. Oh, wrong. is it like a thing? It's sort of like a special diet that needs well, to be like done. Well, it's like I'm eating raw food. I mean, the dogs. I mean, a lot of people go, you know, but dogs like a wolf. Oh, I don't see fucking chihuahuas looking like a wolf. I swear, jar. <laughs> so I got a bit passionate there. Um, 
oh yeah no they should be able to cope with that back in the day we used to feed them everything yeah back in the day but that's back in the day Not now you've been now. feeding it Mr Chappy like their tummies are sensitive what the hell is Mr Chappy it's a dog food I think <laughs> oh okay but, no, so you can't like, what? Mr Chappy you can't feeding them Mr Chappy down the street or something yeah so you can't just like sit there and just go wham bam I'm going to feed you like turkey legs oh so it needs to be done like you need to do it properly is the main thing and I can't advise on what properly is because I'm not trained in yeah. it and some people do raw food fantastically um, but that's not something that I know much about yeah. um, <laughs> she sat around this dinner and she's like yeah you know I'm going to do raw food now and I've got some mints in the freezer and we're going to we're going to get these dogs skinny and she bought this supplement off of Facebook and I was yeah, like that's, oh, that's just like the first warning sign yeah. Facebook supplement and I just sat there like silent like if you can see my face right now like I was just holding my breath I was like do you know what I can't be bothered to have <laughs> yeah, this conversation it's an audio like, podcast I can't be bothered <laughs> to have this conversation god you don't see me right now um, <laughs> I can't be bothered to have this conversation because I've gone you know yeah no I, I don't think it it's the fact that you're not feeding them raw food because they're fat. It's the fact that you buy them cocktail sausages and there's a hundred in a pack and you say you feed them one a day for, for a month, which would mean that there is a lot more left than there is left. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. porky bastards. I swear, Jill. Sorry. And that's and that's okay, but she, my nan's very adamant. Like, you know, I found it on Facebook and he says it's all right, so we're doing it. And that's that. And you get owners like that as well. Oh, uh, yeah. oh what? Oh, yeah, but that's not on Facebook, so it must be But that's be like right. what I was saying about, like, the chakras and the turmeric and things and people, yeah. you know... You people can, think they know more than the professionals. You can tell a door to open, but ain't going to open unless you do it. You, you can lead a horse to war, but you can't make it drink. That's, yeah, perfect. That's, you, yeah, what? Pucker. That's, no, that's, that's a good saying. He's What's savvy. He sa- what did he say? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Okay, right. I thought you said you can lead a water whore. Yeah. What? Okay, <laughs> now. Right, you again, you, you can just lead said a... the F word. Yeah, no, clicked I'll it, clicked it. I tapped it. I thought you said, like, you can lead a, war- a horse to war, but you can't drink- <laughs> teach it to drink or something. <laughs> right, Michael Mapurgo. <laughs> Mapurgo? Yeah, he, he wrote the... Mapurgo, Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Michael, my G, horse guy. <laughs> Out there, yeah. yeah. Big his up, books Michael. are really good, to be fair. They're oh, really good. I love his books. Hashtag crystal gold. <laughs> Potato famine in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Bringing it right back to the start. How many uh, vets or nurses or whatever are in my practice a shift at a time? Uh, it can depend. It, it can really depend on the day and who's Is there. Is there a minimum? That well, allowed. there needs to be a vet there. That that's well, that's yeah. a solid. So the minimum is one. It's not two. I yeah. And it depends what day because of a weekend you have skeletal staff, so you have one vet, one nurse, and one receptionist, and that's it. Really? Yeah. So if it's ram packed. Yeah, they gotta deal with it, honey. They gotta deal with it. So how busy? I bet it gets really busy. Yeah, yeah. It, de- it depends. People like to, and this really irks me. Run over their dogs to take them on the weekend. You know? No, no, because like, okay, accidents happen. That's that's fine. But they will sit there, and like, say you close at six, they'll ring at like two minutes to six. Going, my dog hasn't been eating for four days, and it's had diarrhea, and I've been monitoring it. This is something my nan would do. So I don't know. <laughs> you really like dragging your nan through. But yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, yeah. So and they're. Yeah, her name I is. Just, you know, and then you'd, you 
oh and it's a puppy and and you're like okay we need to see it but he's been ill for four days where have you been and you've had since lockdown um i think quite a few practices were closed or open for emergencies only which we were however we're one of the only ones in our area that are open seven days a week so on a weekend people like pop up like well hey i go here but my vets aren't open so can i use you xoxo and you're like gossip girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has, it, has it gotten busier during lockdown? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. it got busier during lockdown or after? Um, Both. So it, it kind of... <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> so it's just busy all the time. Like, yeah, well, yeah. it's busy anyway. Like, it picks up. But, you know, lockdown happened and we were open for emergencies only and it was at a point where we were only seeing patients from the car park so we'd go down get the patient come back and you'd phone the vet and it, it was all like quite complicated oh god it's ages ago i can barely remember it and people were really lovely like thank you so much blah, blah. and then because like as i said people's practices weren't able to facilitate everything i think we started doing routine ops so that's like your neutering and things right. a lot earlier than other practices so people were like yeah i can get my dog's balls off where way and they came to us yeah sure we'll do that yeah we'll whip them off we'll, well whip I, your balls yeah, off yeah but ideally they stay with we'll us right here in the car park <laughs> they like our service enough but uh, yeah. yeah have you got a scalpel I'll, I'll walk through it do you it. know what they used to do back in the day with cats uh, male cats they used to shove them in welly boots and then just neuter them conscious why wow. welly boots because you can shove their head in it uh, cats are sharp like they are f- Vicious, not all. Oh, of what, them. to put the hands and head in there? Hands, cats have hands. <laughs> or yeah, front, yeah, put the front them. in yeah. and hold him and then cut their balls out oh, whilst they're awake sh- and conscious and can feel it. Damn. They don't do it now. Just want to oh, say, yeah. we don't do it now. <laughs> or don't Pain do relief it at home. And analgesia is provided. <laughs> you don't just have like Disclaimer. a wall full of wellies. <laughs> 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 oh, what should we use a pink ones today? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine having your balls cut off while fully conscious? Can you imagine having your balls cut off full stop? Yeah, I don't have balls. I don't know what I'm talking about. I can imagine that happening because I don't Jesus. I couldn't imagine anything being cut off while awake without anything, like any numbing or anything. Yeah, yeah. That would... And that is how life's progressed in the veterinary world. Uh, very Damn. interesting. Do you enjoy your job? Yeah, I love it. It's very, very stressful. And to get where I want to be is very, very stressful, and I won't lie. And obviously, there are certain things that happen that can affect you emotionally, like with a lot of jobs in that similar sort of industry. Um, but the payoff is is far greater, and I enjoy what I do in, in so many animals, and they're really lovely. So how do you get... So how if I wanted to be a vet nurse, what do I then have to do to get there? It, de- it depends. Like um, how many years there's, of study multi- and stuff. there's there's different routes, so you can go the university route, and you can go. I'm going through the diploma route, um. So you, with university, my friend did. I I don't know much 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 into it, but you go to university and then you do the course, and then you have to do a certain number of unpaid, uh, voluntary work at a practice and i'm sure the university provides different practices that take on students because this is the problem like once you've got the qualification of being a vet nurse i don't think you'll ever miss out on a job like i don't think you a vet nurse is always needed 
Right. Um, yeah. But getting a placement is a whole different story. Like this was the thing with my nursing thing. I was so lucky that they created a job job for me because finding a placement. It's hard. Very hard. Um. So like with my job, I had to have the appropriate qualifications. I had to have a practice that would was willing to support and pay for me to go through the nursing. So they had to believe that I could do that because it's not cheap. Um. My course is two years, so I go to college one day a week for two years and um, work full time around that you have different so you have exams to complete you have assignments to complete you have an e-portfolio to complete and um, then you have OSCEs so once you complete your two years you have OSCEs which are like uh, practical exams and you do them all different I think medical fields anyway yeah but you you go in there and somebody watches you do stuff so basically because you got basically got to stay up to date because obviously yeah, so when Medicine I qualify, changes. you'd have to be a CPD. You have to do CPD, which is a continual pro- professional development. So you have to do, I think, is it 15? As a nurse, it's a lot less, but I think 15 hours in three years. So you have to do, like, webinars and read journals and update your knowledge because, obviously, medicine is something that changes continuously um, and you don't be outdated on that practice. So to, to stay on the register, you have to pay a fee and you have to keep up your cpd and i'm sure there's other requirements like not break the law and be great on what you do but <laughs> i don't know so if i but you can get the same way you can go through the same way to get your job to university and the way you went you yeah. don't have to go yeah. the way you went yeah so it's all it's all preference really um and what type of learner you are and in my opinion yeah i think that going down the diploma route, what I'm doing, which is kind of like um, an apprenticeship route, yeah, you have a lot of um, practice within the industry before you start. Um, so it depends what sort of learner you are. Like my friend who who went to university, she's fantastic. She's incredibly intelligent. She's good at what she does. Um, but like for me, if I'd gone to university, you learn all the stuff at uni, and then you get thrown into a practice, and you're like how do I put a catheter in and how do I take blood because you've learned about it but you haven't practiced it and until you've stabbed a leg you don't know what it's going to feel like that's true <laughs> do you know what I mean there's yeah. certain things you're never going to so at least you you continually build that 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 route as well as the knowledge route and that's why I went down the diploma and probably universities wouldn't take me <laughs> well you got advice to leave we don't talk about that yeah, I feel like it's a lot more value that you've actually got, like, the experience and not, oh, yeah, I just read a load of books, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, people are fantastic, like, that go to university, but I do think having that practical experience is quite appealing yeah, you for can... an employer. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. you would already be employed in that practice, hopefully looking to stay there anyway. But, yeah, I think, I think so. But, obviously, a lot of people like a degree yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But there'll become a point because... But you're still on the same level. Again. You're still at the same... Like you're yeah, yeah, yeah. The person that went to uni isn't yeah, higher yeah, yeah. than... 100%. So if... Well, hopefully, like... So if me and Margaret... What a name. That's <laughs> Margaret's. But if we... If Margaret went to uni and I went down the route that I'm going down, we'd both be RVNs, registered veterinary You'd nurses. never be like, oh, no. Lauren went down that route, so no. we'll get her instead. Still. I mean, I don't know what employers do. They might yeah, prefer the paper. I mean, I mean, like, if you're already employed in the same, you're not... No, 
I don't think as... so. No, I don't think there is anything. Um, you can do. Maybe you can do masters. I don't know. Um, but you can do a lot of um certificates as well. So like, when you become a vet nurse, I'd be like my name and RVM, and you can do certificates which cost a lot of money. But I could do like an ECC certificate, which is critical care certificate. So then I'll get ECC at the end of my name. Um, you get honours. I think like depending on what degree you pass, you get RVN and you get the HONS to show that you've got do because I think. My friend got a science degree, and that's what judged her. But right. I don't really. If if she had it and I had it in a practice, would be the same. Like right. we're the same. If she had certificates and then delved in a different like route and had specialities, then yeah, she'd be treated differently because she she knows more. So it's the next level above you is a vet. There's no middle between a vet depend- and a veterinarian. No, it, it it depends where you go. Um, so I think some places have senior nurses, like senior, and you have a head nurse. So I have a head nurse. Um, I have my my manager, who's my clinical supervisor, and she's she's not a head nurse, but she practically is. Like she knows the stuff. She's been in the bizzle for thirty years. Like, bizzle. She, she knows the stuff, so she's got experience. So you go there, and nine times out of ten, like she's gonna know what the problem is with that animal because she's seen it. Yeah. She's been there. She's been in the practice since she was what, like sixteen. So, 30 years, I guess it's head nurse would be above. But that's more of a, um administrative, administrative? Like an admin job. Right. Promoters right. and things. Yeah. But it depends where you are again, because our head nurse has a very active role in what we do. So. Yeah. so, do you want to stay a vet nurse or do you want to go into something else? I don't know, you know. I um, would like, once I qualify, I would like to go into more of, like, critical care, like a hospital. So rather than, like, routine stuff, I'd like to deal with, like, GDVs, which, like, turn stomach or car accidents and, and things like that. Like that, I think, is really exciting. Pets, with animals, yeah. yeah. Um, However, I do like the medical side of things. Midwifery, I think, would be sick. Which is? That's, like, babies, helping deliver babies. Um, And you have, like, a, a certain level of knowledge i guess and a lot of people or well i've spoken to some girls at work and they said that their friends you know started in veterinary and then they had a baby and they're like wow midwifery and then they went into that right i like paramedics not like i like paramedics i mean i do good job guys but i mean i like that side and um, anything so medical, can you go really. into paramedics then i'd go into anything i assume so but you still have to, you'd have Give to do a, a whole other yeah 100 percent. yeah you'd have to like like if i was fresh out of school you have to again the only thing that would help would be like because i know you know like anatomy from what yeah. i do you can apply it to some degree and like drugs you know there's certain drugs that cross over like adrenaline and things so you can apply it to that i'd like to write a book i don't know what about i think it i think it is i don't do your story yeah i think it'd be like a story not not stories about my job or anything it'd be like a story story like a story Oh, well, like, no, oh, you're talking about like, something completely different. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to write, like, an autobiography no, or something. No, God, I'm not that interested. Okay, so if you two were to have a job that completely digresses from what you do now, so what you do outside of this, including podcasts, including your boxing, including photography, cinematography, blogs, what would you do? Probably uh, some kind of environmental activist kind of thing. Nice. Ruining the I feel like that's kind of you now. When yeah, you that is what you do now, really. 
Yeah, but like getting paid to do it and not just... <laughs> it could be like a conservation list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. You're going to say something completely, God, I don't completely different. <laughs> or actually, that, or I'd like to go to space and just like study space. Because that would be mad. That's and then you can have good. existential crisis after existential crisis. I wasn't yawning because you were boring. Huh? I wasn't yawning because you were boring. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you be frightened to like be like five, four, three? Yeah, be in the space. You couldn't just like. Space you couldn't just go. Oh, I'm gonna get some air and just go outside. <laughs> it's just gonna be dark all the time. <laughs> well, it would be beautiful. It would, it be, would scary, be something that you like, could say. There'd be. There'd be. Yeah, you know, I feel like there'd be more payoff and wonder in it than there would be like scary bits. You know, you like you said with your job that it's stressful. It's not gonna be like happy and positive all mm. the time. There's gonna be the the downsides to it. Okay, but if they were like, "Fraser, you're going up in space, but you ain't coming back. You right. can't what? come back." Sign oh, me. Cut the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah, oh. let's go. <laughs> Are you still thinking? Yeah, I'm still one? thinking. Do you want to be a journalist, DJ? I'd like to be able to draw. I'd like to be an illustrator. No, an animator. An animator. I'd love to do animation and, like, voice work. I'd so, like to have my own, like, show. Like, Justin Rowland or something. Have my own uh, TV show. Like a claymation? Anything, That's yeah. not animation. <laughs> Any really. animation, really. So you're talking about, like, graphic design animation kind of thing. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. basically... Well, basically, I do graphic design, but not animation. Yeah, I like, like to have... I like to write shows. Yeah. Like, animation shows. Ah, interesting. So anything creative. What would you do, then? Well, I could do anything. Yeah. yeah. An actress. You'd be an actress. I don't have the confidence for that, but... If you did. I would bloody love it. Like... Yeah? What, no, like, I like, films or TV? Take, let's take a moment and sit there and think, like, Jennifer Lawrence, she's Katniss Everdeen. Like, she has lived through the Hunger Games. <laughs> she wore some sick old outfits. But then she's been, like, an agent, right, yeah. in, in Red Sparrow. She's been an agent. Like, she's been everything. Or you could work in Game of Thrones. Like, the outfits you could work. And you could be in Victorian times. Oh, my God. God, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be amazing. I, I wouldn't be You could be a nurse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, like, happily, like, jump into Grey's Anatomy. I don't even think it's still running. Be like, no, yeah, it's not. Woo, BP's dropping. Woo. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> oh, BP's dropping. <laughs> I just would love it. Yeah. yeah. Acting 100%. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. You have to be good at it, and I wouldn't be able to remember my nines. Nines? <laughs> my lines, and I wouldn't be able to get skinny for the role because, you know. I know. Well, no, they say you, you have to, to be do skinny that, for the role. Yeah, but if they're like, look, Lauren, you need to lock yourself in a room, like, people have committed to doing that. Tom Hanks is committed to doing that. Right. I couldn't no, do that. that. They didn't ask him to do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. So bring a corset in. <laughs> Tight me up, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love it for No, they pay you though to no, do I that. I could be Candace Everdeen. Well, I mean, you can't. No, I but... can't. She's gonna. But I could be. You could be something. Bob, the builder. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say Florence Nightingale, but that's actually a thing. That's also my grandma, but not the one you're thinking about. Not the name. <laughs> not the no, real not... Florence. No. Being... Stand back, Florence. Then a new one in town. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she actually wants Florence. 
Yeah. Nightingale. Yeah, My great grandma. <laughs> yeah. <no>. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. So at the end of this episode, we've literally uh, swore eleven times. And uh, as you suggested it, I think we should donate. That's coming out of Fraser's bank account. Yeah, I'll donate it. Yeah, yeah, I think we should donate it. Fuck, 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 fuck. All right, 15. Now, just put an extra and then we'll put a tenner each. All right. Shit, wang, You piss. can't count. It was 15 quid, so it was a fiver each, and you said a tenner yeah. each. And then... Yeah, tenner each, so put an extra five in. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just wanted a re- and then we'll big do, round uh, 20. Do, are we putting them in the same charity or different? Uh, well, if we're gonna oh, do I think we should do it like in an animal one, as this is the donate to an animal charity. We'll find. We'll have to do some research and do pick some... a right one. Yeah, we'll let you know uh, what charity we choose on our Instagram, which is the odd one dot podcast, or Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, yeah, either one. Hit us up. Give us a follow on Insta, um, social media, and on Spotify. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, do you want to shout out any of your socials? Anything? I don't remember my Instagram. I think it's at Lauren Mullen underscore 62. I am on private, but if you pop me a follow, I will accept. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. So, uh, after like a few months. After a few years, yeah. still a bit sore, are we? But uh, yeah, so make sure you subscribe, follow us on, yeah, or review right. us, do all the the bits. But only good yeah. reviews, thank you. Yeah, yeah of course, only good ones. And uh, we'll we see hope you, later. you uh, enjoyed. Bye. 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 Bye.